Support this podcast and keep us going. Go to everydaynovelist.com support to join up. Welcome to The Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 1012. Today we have part two of our series on unreliable narrators. We are hearing from Simon, and his question for today is... Are there any pitfalls with using an unreliable narrator? One I can see is keeping them as a sympathetic character, which I hope to do by making the tone quite lighthearted. I don't know if, uh, I mean, that will certainly help keep them sympathetic, but I don't know if sympathetic is terribly important as much as uh, interesting is. Mm -hmm. I think really the only big pitfall is making your audience feel cheated. Yeah. You don't want the realization that this is an unreliable narrator to come in such a way that it makes them feel resentful that they've been uh, that they've been conned if they have been conned you want them to have the reaction oh you got me and if it's not a con but it's more transparently a tall tale as you seem to be um, implying or saying that you're writing you want uh, the audience to be fancifully engaging in that second level of fiction right because the first level of fiction is it's all a lie and we know it and the second level is, the lie is also a lie. <laughs> but not in a way that makes the lie truth. It's, it's not, I'm lying about lying, therefore I'm telling the truth. It's, this lie which you thought you bought in for is not the lie you thought you bought in for. You actually bought in for another lie, and I lied to you about that. <laughs> so there's kind of the second meta layer of suspension of disbelief or of consciously buying into and playing. So really the important part is that you get that buy-in in such a way that the audience at the end either f that the audience either knows that they're in on the joke the whole time mm -hmm. or when the reveal comes at the end they don't feel like they've been cheated. You want them to feel like, oh, you got me. Oh, that was good. Oh, what a mind fuck. Yay. Yeah, they did that well with with the usual suspects, mm -hmm. where they told the story, and the stories that you were getting were just a little off enough that by the time the reveal of what really happened was taking place, it was slotting into the audience's mind the little things that didn't quite work, and making, oh, all of this makes more sense now. Yeah. And that is, I think, something that if you have a late reveal of the unreliable narrator, you want it to feel like everything subtly, suddenly makes sense, not everything is suddenly pointless. Right. So there's another film came out not too long after that mm. that had an unreliable narrator that had a hell of a twist ending that everybody loved and that no one rewatches. Whereas the usual suspects everyone rewatches that a thousand times because they have to see how it was pulled off. Mm. Which is hilarious because the entire thing is constructed like a magic trick type illusion where you can never tell. Which is one of the reasons it keeps bringing you back. 
The sixth sense made you buy into the character's perspective so hard that when the twist comes at the end, you think it explains things and you're satisfied. But if you go back and watch it a second time, you realize that the twist is a lie. Not that he didn't want you to believe the twist or that for fictional purposes the twist wasn't true, but if you go back and watch the film, you realize the director cheated a lot. And it doesn't, the twist doesn't actually make sense in the context of what you're shown in the film. And the sad thing is this, is, this was the twist ending of Shyamalan's that actually worked the most. Well, I actually thought The Village was better. By the time The Village came out, everyone had tired of his shtick, so they hated it just on principle. But The Village wasn't an unreliable narrator twist. It was, it was a plot twist, but it wasn't due to an unreliable narrator. It was due to uh, other factors, and I don't want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. But as an unreliable narrator, the sick, what The Sixth Sense does right is it makes you totally buy the perspective. Mm-hmm. What it does wrong is it cheats in order to get you to do that. What The Usual Suspects does is it gets you to totally buy the perspective when you know you shouldn't. And then when you've bought it completely, it says, well... And then it gives you... Um, was actually a double twist at the end, which is fantastic. And it hooks you so well when you know you shouldn't have let yourself be hooked that you then have to go back and rewatch it and try to ferret out where you were deceived. And in doing so, you discover a whole lot more in terms of richness of storytelling and layers of character that keep you coming back over and over. Um, In the end, the biggest danger of the unreliable narrator as I said at the beginning, is making the audience feel like they've been cheated. As long as you avoid that, you should be good. Yeah. Don't cheat your audience. So, they. oh, and actually one more recommendation. For seeing, if you, um, because you're doing unreliable narrators, there's a genre of fiction that you must study. And it's stage magic. All stage magic presentations are unreliable narration. The entire point of the patter of the story of each trick is to get you to look in the wrong place. Mm. While setting up your expectations for the final reveal. And the, a, a, a really well-executed illusion tells a story that's complete crap has a reveal that is that is both completely expected and totally a surprise. So in terms of fiction genres, stage magic has honed the unreliable narrator to a razor's edge. Uh, the, the show Fool Us, uh, Penn and Teller's Fool Us that's on right now is a wonderful catalog of some amazing stage magic. And they do talk a bit about the craft as well. And so. any of um, Penn & Teller's specials where they explain their tricks? They, is... they explain one trick while doing another one. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Um, and if you want to see a more sort of unvarnished and self-important style of magic, look at anything by David Copperfield, Chris Angel... Uh, Lance Burton, um, any of the uh, any of the particular illusionists. Mentalism is a whole different game. Um, they won't teach you unreliable narration, but traditional stage magic will. 
So that's episode two. Tune in tomorrow for more on Unreliable Narrators in episode three. And we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners. Join the conversation. Submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat. Or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.